all parents want their children to obey. And often, in our quest for obedience, we will settle for compliance. And the question we hope to address today is, what are the differences between obedience and compliance? So thank you for joining us, and we will see you on the other side. Kind of left me hanging there because you said we want obedience, we'll settle for compliance. But I was like, well, what's the difference between obedience and <laughs> compliance? And what do we want them at different times in the development of our children? Right? Like yeah. ages and stages kind of conversation. And what does the Lord desire? Yeah. Because I think that yeah. you sometimes obedience means compliance. Sometimes yeah. compliance means obedience, but how do we, what does that conversation look like and why is obedience so important? So hopefully we'll highlight that to, in today's conversation. Yeah, and they're not the same. They are not the same. And, and that's exactly what we're going to get to. So stick around. First off, my name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We're the Fredericks. Great to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> He's not ready for you today. <laughs> like you're just like, whoop, and out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to keep folks on the, what is it? The edge of their seats. I'm so always, anyway, I guess I'm always on the edge of mine then. Thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure uh, to be doing this work the Lord has for us to do. We pray that it blesses you um, and your endeavors to create a Christ-centered household and to and uh, build a family mm. that's, that's built for Christ. So um, yeah, so obedience versus compliance. And I, I said this in the intro, because I think maybe what I should have said was all parents want their children to comply with their wishes. And this is true even if the rules are lax or non-existent. Okay. And what I mean by that is that, think of any parent, right? And we're not going to subtext anyone right now. <laughs> well, we talked about the different parenting styles. Yeah, yeah. And so you, people have In different parenting episode, styles. And right. everybody, no matter who you are, what your style is, you probably know somebody who has a parenting style that you disagree with. And I'm saying, you probably know someone probably. that you're like, either they're too prudish probably. or they're not prudish enough. Right? They're too lax with or X, Y, or Z. Harsh, yeah. And you're too harsh with X, Y, or Z. Like everybody has opinions it's about it. And so, uh, but my, my point here is that everyone, I think every parent, regardless of what your yeah. style is, now we can make, we did talk about parenting styles a, a few weeks back. Um, I think every parent wants their children to comply. Like right. we want our kids to do what we ask of them. Yeah. Whether that's getting your shoes on in the morning for the young kids, <laughs> whether that's, you know, getting off the, the screen for the older kids at a certain time or getting or, off, you know, yeah, being respectful, or getting their homework done or being, in, yeah. In responses. Getting home on time. Right. We want them to comply. Uh, and I think this is even agnostic of your worldview. It doesn't matter what your worldview. I think parents in general want their kids to comply. And we'll talk about this because it's baked into the fabric of our reality. Mm -hmm. Like children should comply with what their parents are asking them to do. For now, I think it's being questioned on some crazy levels of... No, I mean, in some in really some... fringe corners of society, but I think... Yeah. I mean, you have people that don't have kids telling kids that they should comply to their parents' wishes. That's that's what's happening. But all parents want their children to comply. I don't sure. know any parents like, yeah, I'm okay with you doing whatever you want at any point. I've, I've yeah, I've heard, I've heard other narratives within like the homeschooling. What other movement. narratives have you heard? I'm well, curious. like, like some of those child-led learning sort of things, and maybe I'm misunderstand. I might be misunderstanding what that is, but. Uh, are not not correcting behavior, but like just embracing the child where they're at, letting them feel the things they want to feel, which I, that's fine. But I definitely think you need to guide and correct and, and lovingly teach and train, right? But we just letting them feel it and being like, yes, that's your feeling and okay, but whatever you, that you want. Okay, but you that same parent, which I'm picturing like granola, hacky sack, yes. no shower parent. That's what I'm picturing. No offense. 
Hey, showers are <laughs> like a blessing <laughs> of God. So sometimes sh- <laughs> it's a busy time. <laughs> but that same parent would then turn around and say, when Johnny wants, you know, nothing but cookies for dinner, that that same parent's not going to be like, okay, Johnny, it's your truth. I would argue that. <laughs> it's your truth, Johnny. <laughs> Anyways, moving and then, on. You know, a month down the line when I think, Johnny's diabetic. <laughs> I, think most, I think most parents would agree, yes. They, they want do kid, want yeah. compliance. They do want obedience. But here's the thing, because this is a Christian parenting Ministry, right? So Christian parents, we are after more than mere compliance. Yes. We are after the heart. We are after heart motivation. And that's the chief difference that we're going to make the case here today. That's the chief difference between compliance and obedience. So how would you define compliance and how would you define obedience? So for the sake of our conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think really clearly put, obedience is born of renewed desire and it flows from the inside out. Okay. So it's an inside out flowing Right. A renewed desire. And there's all kinds of parallels that can be made between this and our relationship with God. And there's obedience versus compliance to God as well. Right, right. But and it then, comes from the inside out. And compliance is birthed from a compulsion, meaning you're being compelled to do something and it flows from the outside in. Right. So a lot of times you'll have a, a so here's a good example. We have some examples from scripture too, by the way, but I'm thinking of like a prison inmate, right? They're, they are complying, but I can guarantee you they're not obeying that tyrannical prison guard. It's <laughs> so funny. You think of someone in prison. I'm thinking of like a two-year-old. <laughs> it's like... If you don't... They don't obey, they're going to end up in prison. <laughs> no. So, I'm, I'm thinking of the two-year-old or the one-year-old that reaches for the hot stove, right? And gets a hand slap or like a flick or and we'll a get very into the, quick... Yeah. yeah the we'll ages and stages stuff. But to me, that's the, a, right, a very clear the difference heart. is like we will comply like, okay... Because we're made to... Right. Because we're made to... Right. It's a more of a behavior whereas, modification versus a heart orientation right i'm gonna gonna make some people upset i'm gonna make some people upset with this but it's like the person who wears the mask inside their car alone versus the person who puts the mask on when they get in the airplane now all that stuff's lifted now but i'm just saying there's a difference between compliance and obedience uh i'll leave it at that sorry if i upset you (laughs) thanks for sticking around um so this is why it's possible okay to be compliant and still be disobedient yeah so this is what Jesus was getting at um, when he was addressing the Pharisees in Matthew 6. And it's just, I mean, it's, you could read the entire chapter. We're actually going to go back to Matthew 23 later. Uh, but let's read Matthew 6, starting in verse 1. I think we're going to go through verse 6. So, Selena, would you mind reading that for us? Sure. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. So here they are, these Pharisees are doing good things, mm-hmm. right? They're practicing righteousness, right? We should practice righteousness. Yes. They are giving to the needy. They're observing well, the Sabbath. <laughs> observing, we should do these things. Right. We should give to the needy. They are praying. Right. Okay, what is the they difference? Are, they are sure. doing the right things, but from a, a completely rotten heart, from the wrong heart. And right. so Jesus is after the heart. And so- Which uh, I think is so hard, if I can stop you for a second, for being- for, being being a parent, right? You two are a human being. You can't 
always see into the spiritual like realm like God can, obviously, right? right? And to the heart of the child. And so that's where I think it becomes tricky because you may see a behavior that you want in your child, but then like for me, fears are that they are just complying, that they aren't mm-hmm. actually adhering and obeying in their heart, right? They're just doing what I say yeah. because they're trying to, yeah. I don't know, for whatever reason that is not... Yeah. That is incorrect. Well, the risk is that we moralize our kids yes. to the point where they know how to do and say all the right things, but there's no heart transformation. Without, right, without knowing who God so is. This who... is why the gospel-centeredness of parenting is yeah. so crucial because the gospel, it transforms the heart that then becomes the spring, the wellspring from which obedience flows right. forth, right? right? And so, yeah, I think as a parent, you have to be able to discern, okay, is little Johnny, is our fictitious <laughs> child, which ironically, John is on the table if we have a son. <laughs> It could be one of the names. Um, yeah. So if if they, if they are just complying, yeah, and you you have to be able to discern that as a parent, right. and then, I mean, and have the wherewithal and by God's grace to to address that in them, yeah, to address the compliance in them, mm-hmm. and 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 preach to that and say, listen, this is look at look what Jesus is saying about the Pharisees. Right. Johnny, are you going to be a Pharisee right now and just do what I ask you to do? <laughs> Or are you seeing the value and are you trust me enough? Yeah, asking them, to, are you, yeah, are to you to obey from a glad heart? Yes. And, you know, there's this one book, I forget who it's by, but it's like, Don't Make Me Count to Three. And one of her things is, she's a Christian writer, uh, one of her kind of sayings is like, Listen and obey right away with a happy heart. And so, like, trying to say those things mm-hmm. to your children because, again, we'll get to the ages and stages, but at first, you're just trying to get them to obey, right? Yeah. Or to listen. And then to obey. That's funny because we, when I pray for the girls at night, oftentimes I'll pray while they're listening, right? I'm totally hoping they're picking this up. (laughs) But Lord, help them obey you quickly and gladly. Yes, yes. Quick compliance, but glad obedience. That's what we want for ourselves as adults and parents. And so let's talk about ages and stages a little bit. So uh, how does this play out in the various ages and stages? Uh, Early on, I think you touched on this. We are going for compliance. Yes. It's the because whole, it's they're learning, thing. yeah, they're learning. They haven't mentally developed to the level of understanding uh, full obedience. That their heart is wanting to disobey. That their flesh, you know, yes, they want to touch the stove, but they're curious. They don't know that it's hot. Like they just see mom and dad touching it, so they want to touch it, right? right. And so they're not thinking, "Whoa, mom said no yet." <laughs> what? Do you touch the stove often? <laughs> I pulled hot water down on myself apparently when I was a little kid. Hot boiling <laughs> water. You don't work compliant. <laughs> I didn't know better. No, I'm so, kidding. <laughs> so this, and this, so this has very tangible fruit right away because, right. Hey, yeah, you don't want your child to hurt themselves. Right. Uh, but also, it's for the good of the order. It's the good of the child, but the good of the order. Like we have a three, uh, three-year-old now, and she's the youngest uh, out of the womb. <laughs> and, but, and she will just dominate every room that she walks into with her requests, with her loudness, with her singing, with her... She's very physical. She'll run around Her with the dog. love even. She'll just jump on you. Like She will dominate the room. And so we've had to percent all the train time. her to be compliant so that we can just get about the day and right. do the things that we need to do. But you have to know, I think, as a parent, that the compliance is not... It's not just going to end there because that becomes mm-hmm. very wearing and crushing as a parent to just be like, oh, comply, 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 comply. Yeah. Right? The bigger yeah. picture, the hope, the thing that can drive us and give us remind us and give us joy in the work that we're doing is yeah. that uh, we are leading them to obedience. We are trying mm-hmm. to train them in the things of God and bringing them to obedience. But it first has to start with 
the compliance because that's just where they're at. Yeah, and so the, it's the milk versus the meat, right? Like that's good. Yeah, it's the it's the early food, right? It can't sustain them forever, but right. it needs to sustain them now. Right. And this compliance is the kind of obedience. It is a type of obedience, but it's mm-hmm. the kind of obedience that distills in our children a high view of God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. It instills that. Yep, absolutely. So it shows them that you are the parent and I am not. Yes. I cannot do what I want because I am not the parent. Right. I need to submit my will to you gladly or not i need to do what you say because it goes well for me <laughs> like <laughs> to God. because i can yeah. yeah because i see that you're more powerful than i am yes and uh and so when we see god and his sovereignty then we can comply even if we don't understand which goes in the next piece which is later on in the child's development uh we're going for compliance as well but with obedient hearts right so, so they've been so maybe the two and three year old is now what eight and nine or headed into their their middle school years at some right. point and They've been hearing this vocabulary over and over again. They've been, you know, they've already had their hands slapped. They they understand that mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to touch the stove. They're start, but now they're starting to understand, and maybe they understand it earlier. I'll say five and six, why they don't touch the stove. And now you have, you know, like our almost nine year old who's like, "Can I just bake something while you guys go outside and work?" And I'm like, "You cannot turn the stove on while an adult is not in the house, right? Like we have a gas stove. This is dangerous. You don't know how to operate it yet, but." You mm. will one day, right? And so, and so she'll comply. She'll comply, but from a place of obedience, an ob- obedient heart. because she yeah. understands that it's not a forever thing that you can't ever touch the stove while we're gone. It's just you have not been equipped yet to do these things. You may right. understand the why, but you got to get into the skill building part of that and the heart. We hope and pray that their hearts are still soft in this yeah. struggle because they feel confident in their abilities. They think they know what they can do. Right. Mm-hmm. Talking from the again, nine to probably I would say early high school years. It's like there's they know just enough to be dangerous and they're just the scaffolding's going up in their brains. Um, they're very independent yeah. and confident, but Yeah, so whereas the not good, not they don't understand like the tactile part of things. Yeah. So early on the compliance is pointing us and showing them a view a high view of God's power and sovereignty, whereas right. this one is giving it's instilling a high uh, a trust in God and right. our loving God, right? right? So one side, compliance, God is powerful and sovereign. Now we are complying from an obedient heart, right. learning to trust our, my parents because I may not understand everything, but I can trust them and therefore that's enough. Mm. Yeah, some of it I understand, some of it I don't. Mm. And so there's compliance and hopefully from a, an obedient heart. Hopefully parents are picking up also that you have to have a relationship with your kids to be able to have, to say, I right. need you to trust me in this obedience because I think that parents can just wield the because I say so phrase, and that's just not going to hold any weight. It's not going to earn, uh, that's, it's not going to put any money in the bank, I think. That's interesting. That's really good. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, if if we as parents never graduate from the I said so because I mm-hmm. say so, do as I say, not as I do, that yeah, whole attitude. the trust won't be built. Well, th- yeah, well, you're, you're only, you're, you're, just, you're just creating compliance, cold yeah. compliance. And power struggles, yeah, control. And so that child will stop pushing back because because a child pushing back is a way of them understanding what the boundaries are, understanding right. how the world works, understanding how the worldview that they have fits. Right. Then pushing back. And so as parents, we need to go from just do as I say, not as I do, or just because I said so, mm-hmm. into let's talk about this and explain. Let me disciple, disciple you in this. Yeah, so good. Um, and this is the final phase is as our children are grown. Okay, so I'm our kids are nine and down, and I'm... I'm not actually, I'm, the, the older they get, the more mature they get, the more excited I am for as they grow and yeah, grow independent. Sure. But still that day that you kind of 
you know, drop them off at college or whatever that next phase is, or because we just had some some friends who did that. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of dreading that day because I'm just going to be really emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but your hope, your hope at that moment, your prayer for that moment is they would have heart driven obedience, yeah, both to their parents, but primarily to Christ. So they are, you know, they are going to go about. You're going to shut the door. You're going to leave. They're going to they're going to be in their dorm or wherever. And now it's just up to them to obey Christ. And yeah, there's in the back of their minds, they're thinking, what would my dad think? Or what would my mom think? And I got to do the right thing because I'm a good kid, right? Or I'm supposed I to do wanna good things. I want to please my parents. I want to please my parents. Yeah, I want. It's not a bad desire. Okay, but then the pressure's come in. Right. Yeah, your parents aren't here. Why don't you do it? Like, come on, we're going out. We're going to go to this party. They're going to have, It'll you know. We'll be safe. We'll be fine. You can smoke the marijuana like a cigarette. <laughs> That's a reference. You just said that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the temptations are going to be there for the kids. And the hope is that they will, they will not just comply because over time that gets worn down but instead it comes from a heart of obedience it says this this is not just right but it leads what you're asking me to do will lead to death well and i want the things that are right it's that desire yes that inner desire flowing from an inside out of i don't want the things that that will bring to my life i want the things that my parents or the lord has shown me that is that he's taught me that i have been trained in and i trust this i know this and so i Yes, again, you're just trusting that they are trusting the Lord. Yeah. And this kind of obedience doesn't just automatically kick in right when you drop them off. Like it, it does yes. happen sooner. And this is the kind of obedience that is evidence of regeneration in Christ. Yes. And you're practicing and that, this. Right. But, them, but it's welling up from inside them. Yes. And, and you can see that they are making decisions that are counter to their flesh. Like that's, that's yes. a, an amazing indicator of what Christ has done. Amen. And so we're going to get into a scripture. And I want to go through three reasons for kids to obey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've talked about compliance. We've kind of built out the difference between compliance and obedience. And now I want to look at Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, and pull out of that very quickly three reasons for kids to obey. And uh, I found these to be very profound. So stick around with us. Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3 goes like this. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Quote, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with the promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Okay, any parent who's a Christian has probably thought this or said it to their kids many times, right? So in this passage, we see three very clear reasons why children should obey their parents. It's a good idea to obey their parents. <laughs> yes. And this outline is actually, so these three points are inspired by a blog post by Tim Challies. It's called Three Reasons Children Need to Obey Their Parents. And I love it because it's po- totally based in the scriptures and it gives us very clear handles to hold on to. Yeah. And the first one is this, and it starts with children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Mm. Okay, so in other words, it's just plain right. Creation declares it. It yes. is physically baked into the universe, right? Physically, it's uh, philosophically, like it's just kind of the, the, the way things work. Mm-hmm. It's baked in. I love that. Um, obey your children in the Lord for this is right. It's like gravity, right? If well, you I'm, heed gravity, yes. it will go well with you. If you ignore gravity, you're not going to live a very long life. Well, and right? I think I was just surprised at how quickly... Um, I needed to begin disciplining my child, right? You have this baby and you're like, oh, they just, all they do is need me to take care of them. And then all of a sudden you're like, did you mean to do that? Like, (laughs) should I discipline you for this? And how would I discipline? I'm just, it's time passes so quickly with your children. And so I guess don't be surprised, right? That it's going to come early and it's going to come quickly and, and, and be prepared and be okay with it and say, Okay, yeah. my baby is beginning to experience that sin nature, and it's going to happen. And they were born a sinner. We're going to die sinners, but God has saved us. And so, okay, 
Discipline, mm-hmm. here we come. Like training, here we come. Obedience is the goal. Compliance uh, is going to start right now. <laughs> yeah. So, so first reason, creation declares it. Mm-hmm. It's baked in. Second reason, the gospel demands it. Mm. The gospel demands it. And I'm just going to quote Tim on this one because I think he said it so well. He says, uh, even the children are put... Excuse me. Even children are to put their faith in Jesus, and then, because of their personal relationship with Him, to joyfully do all that brings glory to His name. The gospel assures our children they can joyfully obey their parents, and the gospel gives them the motivation to actually do so. Mm. This is why one of the very first evidences of a child's conversion is obedience to mom and dad. Hmm. So good. So that, and that's and that, where that comes from in the passage. It says, "Children, obey your parents in the Lord." Mm. In the Lord. Don't just obey Him blindly. And Compliance, there's a, there's right? A, That's... There's a basis for this, right. and it happens to be, it's just right, but also in the Lord, because this is who we are. This is right. this is what Christ, in His goodness, yeah. would compel us to do, and, yeah. and we do so because He's so good. And so, uh, number one, why uh, children should obey their parents, what creation declares it. Number two, the gospel demands it. And number three, the law demands commands it right it's the first of the ten commandments not number one but it's the first one with a promise right, right. children obey your parents and the lord for this is right honor right. your father no that's ephesians yeah, on, 6 but honor, honor your, your father and, mother. and your mother yeah. is one of the ten commandments that it may go well with you father, and that you may live mm-hmm. long in the land right so right. it's just it's just flat out it's baked into the into the way things work the gospel declares it and command and demands it, and the law has commanded it. It's just what God has told us to do, mm-hmm. right? And so, with obedience to law, there comes blessing. If you remember, all throughout the Pentateuch, all throughout up until well, the point of Christ, mm-hmm. and I think this a lot of this carries on even in that if you obey the the, the commands of God, like it's going to pretty much be better for you than if you didn't. Absolutely. Um, and so, it, with obedience comes the blessing. With right. disobedience comes the cursing, right? And so. For kids, especially young kids, uh, this really is the, the the command to obey your parents, honor your father and mother. It's not just obey. That's a sidebar, maybe. It's not just obey. It's honor. Right. So I, I would actually lump obedience in with a larger picture of what honoring is. Which I think But we it really should. is their entire law. Like if yeah. you, as a young kid, if you are obeying and honoring your parents, like you're pretty much... Well, and then I think maybe this is another episode of like, what does it mean to honor your parents and honor parents that don't seem honor worthy, right? Like yeah. a parent that has left and walked out on their family or a parent that is, sure. I don't know, abusive or neglectful or something like that. Yeah. And that's a whole big can of worms and mm. conversation to have. But how and of course can... a child should not obey their parents unto disobedience to God, right? Right, they need to right. obey God firstly and primarily. Right. Um, so anyway, there, there they are. The three reasons a kid should obey is the a creation declares it, the gospel demands it, and the law commands it. Mm-hmm. I want to cl- close with this quote from Tim Challies again. I really appreciated this blog post. Like old Timmy, huh? Yeah, I mean, he's just, he's just he he's said great. it very well. Yes. And here's how he ended it, and I found it so encouraging. He says, children are to obey, and parents, this is us, are to insist upon obedience. Mm. Children, That's hard. Children are to Sometimes. obey, That's and parents hard. are to insist upon obedience. <laughs> For three very good reasons, nature, law, and gospel, mm. which we just talked about. James Boyce offers a crucial word for parents. So now Chalice is quoting James Boyce. Quote, the obligation is not merely on the side of the child who must obey, but also on the side of the parent who must enforce the obedience. Mm. This is because the parent stands as God in relationship to the child 
To teach the child to obey the parent is to teach the child to obey God. To allow the child to defy and disobey the parent is to teach the child to defy and disobey God, with all the obvious consequences that go with that. This is Tim Challies again. For as Brian uh, Chappelle says, if we love our children too much to require them to do what is right, then we have not really loved them enough. Mm. That's so good. It's, it's so hard. good. It's really hard. It's hard when you, because we are human beings and you know we get emotional about having to be a broken record to our children all mm. the time. I mean, take our three-year-old. You know, she, you have to say the same thing a thousand times for a whole year and she might get it through her head because you also are waiting on like developmental markers too. And so again, but if you're insisting, and I think this is where I struggle is my motivation. I question my motivation at times because I struggle because I get emotional. And then I'm like, is this, should I be insisting upon this obedience? I start questioning like, or am I just being angry? Yeah. Or am I annoyed at something and and not actually desiring something that God wants me to desire in my child? Right. Yeah. I think every parent has to wrestle with that and we have to come to grips with what it means to actually go through those particulars. Yeah. But I just love this notion that it's so orienting. If we love our children too much, to require them to do what is right, then we have not really loved them enough. Yeah, I'd so, say you haven't really loved them at all, really. Well, there's a, and we'll end with this, but there's there's this shift to, away from like the law was always just counter to the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And that's not the case. Like the law was grace, in a, in, in a sense, the law was grace, mm-hmm. and the gospel was grace. All of it's grace, mm-hmm. and and so for us to just jettison the, the like to say that kids need to obey. Mm. And obey the commands of God, which if you say that nowadays, you're like, you're a radical, right? Right. Um, to jettison that is to jettison the very reason that Christ regenerates the heart so that mm-hmm. we can live out of obedience mm-hmm. in honor to God. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that speaking of regeneration, like all of this, like obedience and trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. we can white knuckle it, we can try to make it happen, but unless Jesus comes in and transforms the heart, and Ezekiel talks about how Christ or how he, God will replace their heart of stone with the heart of flesh. Mm. Talking about the people of Israel and this and the new covenant that is to come. And of course, yeah. Christ is the fulfillment of the old law and the old covenant and he brought the new covenant with him. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're invited into. And that's what it means to be a Christian is you put, place your faith in Christ. And as a result, when you place your faith in Christ, he promised to send the Holy Spirit to indwell you, to enliven your heart to the mm. things of God mm. and to replace your heart of stone with the heart of flesh. And so we want to invite you into that today. If you're not a Christian, uh, place your trust in Jesus. If you want to place your trust in Jesus, we would be glad to call you brother or sister. We have a path for you to step down, I guess, to take the first step and go to thenewsisgood.com. It's just a simple website that lays out what it means and how to go forward from here. Mm. Um, And we pray that you would take that step if the Lord is leading you. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word that is there for us to to hear and to to heed and to be changed by. I pray Mm. that you'd help us as parents to model what it means to obey you and to to call them up to that standard Mm. of obedience so that they might um, have a thriving, glad obedience to to Christ, to you. So God, I pray for these parents. Give us grace. Give us patience. Give us uh, joy in this blessing that is parenting. Forgive us of our sins and let us walk free of them that we might glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... In the can. See you again in about seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.